Great Reset. Amid the pandemic, the humanitarian and economic fallout, the World Economic Forum has gathered 3,000 plus high level people to discuss how we can re globalize the world. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al Rawi, Assistant Editor in Chief. With me is co-host and future editor Kelsey Warner. How are you, Kelsey? Hi, Mustafa. I'm well. Good to be here. Yeah, it is. And, and it's a big week uh, to discuss um, you know, sustainable development, uh, issues of how the world can reset, uh, as uh, the World Economic Forum's founder, Klaus Schwab, has, has said. We also have the UN General Assembly going on this week. We've had a remote uh, casting of the Emmys. Uh, it's, it's sort of a huge week for big... Uh, remote events. Right. The show must go on is sort of the feeling of this week. And we still need to have these big, important conversations and move the agenda forward is kind of how it's feeling this week. Is it a, a page turn a bit? It, it does It does feel like we sort of hit a, a kind of comfortable groove with the pandemic. And, 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 and to have these events going on almost feels somehow a weird normal, I feel. Right. I do too. Um, to that note, uh, we have joining us to discuss the World Economic Forum's Sustainable Development Impact Summit is Terry Toyota, an agenda contributor. Terry, thanks for joining us down the line. Good morning, Mustafa and Kelsey. Thank you for having me on the show. Speaking to that, uh, the point of, of gathering people um, online, gathering people remotely, the World Economic Forum is so well known for bringing people together physically, particularly at its annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, every year. Uh, many people go there because of the kind of secret source of, 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 of that, that mix of high-level people, but sort of a comfortable atmosphere. Um, what, what's it been like putting on uh, this summit this week remotely for uh, you know, more than 3,000 people? Well, you called it a weird normal, Mustafa, and I think that accurately captures this experience of the Sustainable Development Impact Summit. That said, so this will be our first fully virtual uh, global meeting. The digital component of it, though, does allow us, as you said, to um, invite, actually, we're nearly 4,000 people now into a space that we want to actually broaden out the agenda um, to. So over the course of four days, we're going to have about 80 individual discussions on these real public-facing, context-setting, deep-dive discussions on things like sustainable cities, jobs, circular economy. And the virtualness of it allows us to um, offer that to a much broader audience. So for us, it's actually been quite a positive uh, transition. And so far, we've seen that about we've had about triple the exposure that we would normally have. So we are reaching a far greater audience than we normally would. I mean, part of what predicates this convening, this meeting of the minds, is the fact that COVID-19 has exposed economic inequities and this kind of global concern for our long-term health and the health of our planet. And I think we have this sort of assumption right now that leaders are mapping this green recovery, that there's going to be a sustainable build it back better. Are you seeing that? Is that optimism founded? Where is that showing up in the agenda for this week? What are what are people speaking on and thinking about? Yeah, if there is any upside to what you know the world has experienced 
It's that the pandemic has showed us that this is um, beyond a health issue. You know, it's exposed some of the fragilities of our, our systems, our economic systems, our social systems, and as you mentioned, our environmental systems. I, I think it's gone beyond green as well. Um, we're going to be launching today something called the ESG metrics and reporting. And really what that's showing is that those companies that will remain competitive are those that are looking at all of those factors in a very integrated way. Um, you know, it's about jobs. It's about making your supply chains cleaner. Um, it's really about putting all of those factors into place for companies to thrive and survive um, in the coming uh, decade. So if we kind of step back, Terry, and, and this this year, Klaus Schwab, uh, the founder of the forum, um, he co-authored a book, uh, The Great Reset. It's sort of a call for a new kind of capitalism. Um, and, and, and sort of the world's been, you know, since sort of this criticism of globalization in recent years, the rise of populism, there has been a call for a new a new kind of vision for for trade, global trade, business. Um, you know, the, the forums mentioned stakeholder capitalism before, but really getting into the nitty gritty now of, of, of what needs to be discussed. And he opened uh, the summit uh, by sort of revisiting the, the key areas, sort of, um, you know, shared prosperity, cooperation, particularly public, private. You know, what? how can you create better business, you know, a kind of business that, that brings everybody along? Also responsible use of technology. And and then the you know the climate thing you know a livable planet as, as he said and and so all these the, these pillars as as he would describe them are kind of really really important but how you execute it how you make it happen I mean King Abdullah of Jordan also uh, made remarks and and I I pinched his word at the beginning of this episode was reglobalization um, so there's still so many people out there that believe that globalization is a good thing. That open borders, trade, um, you know, between countries, between companies, is there and and should stay. And is there an, any kind of real optimism that we can get to the sort of reality of that vision, Terry? If that's not too big an ask uh, to get you to weigh in on. And I I really feel it goes beyond optimism. Uh, what we're seeing, particularly amongst the next generation, is this is a must do. This is um, a question of, you know, the, the values that people um, can, as consumers, as citizens that have a voice. Um, and this is the direction that they are, are shifting markets to perform to. And this is the standard. And I think COVID-19 and the pandemic has almost reinforced this. And that's what we're trying to do with the Impact Summit is give those perceptions, those perspectives, and some very concrete actions, some exposure. Um, you know, the pandemic has resulted in about 1.6 billion people um, out of work and another billion children out of school. So people are feeling this every day in their everyday lives. And I, I think there is uh, beyond an optimism to move in this direction. And businesses and governments certainly recognize that. I think the realization is we need to work together to achieve it. 
I mean, to that point, the Unilever chief executive, Alan Jope, said yesterday during some opening se- the opening session, our main measures of success remain solely financial. It's bizarre and it's outdated. And Anne Finucane, vice chairman of Bank of America, who was also on that session, followed up with that and said that, you know, five years ago, ESG metrics weren't even talked about. And now they are very much in the room as recently as only a couple of years ago. So for these companies that are leading and kind of literate on ESGs and are at the table embracing and talking about this and want the change to be company-led, where does the WEF, what role does the World Economic Forum play for those companies that still need to learn about how this will work and can it be company-led? What other partners need to be at the table? So today in the program, we actually have this launch of an ESG metrics and reporting standard. And I think what's important is within our network as well, this is a safe space to come and understand what's going to be required and not just putting out the gold star of what uh, sustainability will look like going forward, but laying out that roadmap of how do you get there and what needs to be done both within the governance structures of your organization Um, as well as in the, uh, how do you make supply chains clean and green? How do you look at the societal aspects in terms of your recruitment, in terms of your management, again, in your your governance? So it lays out a very thorough and comprehensive uh, roadmap. We'll be talking a lot about that today. And in addition to what those companies are doing, what we provide is that network of policymakers, again, of the consumer network, to make sure that all those pieces are joined up so that this is um, an integrated way to move forward because one enables the other. You can measure, you can set these new data points of, uh, and targets, but you really need also that enabling environment and you need the consumer support to ensure that there's a market for this. So having those pieces all joined up is really what the the forum does and helps to foster. Professor Schwab, a couple of years ago, um, made the case for the continued relevance of the World Economic Forum because it, it had come in for quite a bit of criticism, you know, as, as there's been this sort of economic downturn uh, since the financial crisis. And, and he made a case that, you know, there has to be a, a platform in which uh, there is long-term thinking, long-term vision. You can't keep focusing on the short term. And I feel like those words really resonate today because the, the COVID-19 crisis is very you know, immediate. What governments need to be focused on, you know, healthcare in this very moment. But as, you know, the discussion at the opening day of the summit related to, a lot of these issues, whether they be economic or humanitarian or technological, are going to continue even after, you know, hopefully soon we get the vaccine and, and, and the pandemic subsides a little bit, um, we'll still have to deal with, with these consequences that were perhaps uh, rolling on even before the pandemic started. So I feel like the, what the discussion, what that sounded like on the first day of the summit was almost like post-pandemic, what post-pandemic politics will sound like, almost that is the, the politics of the centre and it has a little bit of the what the left are asking for. It has a little bit of sort of this idea of you know sovereignty and nationalism as well that you know countries have to work together but have a balance between you know self interest and interdependence. So it, it re- I, I still think that the relevance of the forum is very much there, and that if people want to see what the new centre looks like, that was it yesterday in a way. Absolutely, 
And, and that said, the, the Impact Summit program does span those transitions as well. So we've got a lot on COVID and the vaccine and where are we now, because there is an immediacy of the problem and we don't, um, you know, we want to respect and honor that. But as you said, you know, this is about getting us to a, a much better future and the investments that we need uh, to make now and coming at it from a very human approach. We've talked about business, we've talked about government, but ultimately I think I think what came across particularly in that opening um, moment was that really people are feeling closest to the problem really need this space to voice what they're feeling, how they feel they want to, to move forward. And I think it's bringing all of those parties together, which is the unique offering that we can provide. Okay, well, speaking of parties, it is an election year in the U.S., how much of the uncertainty around what administration we will be seeing in January 2021 will be a through line here this week? Are you, will it be discussed? Is there place on the agenda for politics or is that is that an aside? You know, really hard to to predict. We we do have discussions on um kind of the the geographic cooperation. Um, it's, it is much more of an agenda focus. Um, and so I think we're all looking for, you know, people to get back to work, doing that in harmony with nature. What we're really seeing is, you know, business is very much leading the way, but this recognition that uh, governments also need to put the right in, enabling environment in place. Terry Toyota from the World Economic Forum. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Kelsey Warner, co-host, future editor at The National. Uh, Thanks for being with us today. Good to be here as always. Before we finish, here are some of the other stories on thenational.ae. HSBC's shares fell to their lowest level in 25 years as the bank faced allegations of money laundering and concerns about its ability to expand in Asia amid the fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic. The union, representing the Federal Aviation Administration engineers overseeing Boeing's redesign of the ground at 737 MAX, says the government's proposed fixes to the plane don't go far enough. And Microsoft is acquiring the parent company, the Bethesda Softworks, the developer of games such as Doom, Fallout, and The Elder Scrolls, for $7.5 billion. That's it for today. If you enjoyed the show, please do leave a review or subscribe. You can email us at malrowie at thenational.ae if you have any comments or questions. All that remains is to thank our production team, Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan, and you all for listening. Please join us again next time.